Welcome to Tucumcari First Assembly's podcast. Now open your hearts to be changed by the Word of God. Wasn't worship awesome? You know, honestly, I look up and I see, I see family on stage, right? Both a group of people that act like family, but also family. And it's amazing, and I love it. Um, but I, but I do, I do want to say this, right? This family, you know, that I saw up there, this this girl leading worship, right, praising God. That's our next generation. And I do want to encourage you, if you know, maybe your whole family isn't serving God, but you keep at it. I think they stole my sermon, right? The light of God shining through you to the rest of your family is going to change family trees. It's going to change the destiny of families. It's going to change the look of your family. Amen? Well, that didn't have anything to do with my sermon today, but um, it was just on my heart. So, again, I'm Nick. Nick Martinez, my wife, LaDon, where he... We love coming up here. Um, we got so excited when I got the request to come over. Um, love you guys. This is a great community and a great set of people. You're having an impact. You're having an impact. Right? The light is coming out of this body. It is having an impact all around you. Well, we have three sons. Um, 17, 19, and 22, they're, they're all at home. Um, you know, the last couple of years, few years, have just been one of those weird times in history. Um, but we're, we're originally from Colorado, and we don't have family, like immediate family, in, in Albuquerque or in New Mexico, for that matter. So the five of us are pretty important to each other, and we try to spend time together. One of the things that we we try to do all the time is to eat dinner together. We try to sit down at the dinner table, and I encourage you, you know, don't let life get too busy that you don't spend time with the ones that you love. If you were a guest at our house and you came to dinner, there'd be a couple things that you would notice. One, um, just mentioned my shortest of the three is six four. <laughs> right? So you would notice that there's a lot of food. Any of you know about boys and sons, right? It, it takes a bit. So a lot of food is going to be there. But the second thing you'd notice is if you want something, you better get it. <laughs> if you want to eat, if there's something that, right, you better get it. It's been bought. It's been paid for. It's been prepared. It's been cooked by one of the best cooks in the state. Um, but if you want it, you better get it. I was going back through, I was trying to think of what I, what I spoke on last time, and it's funny because same story. Um, I talked about the Israelites, right? They were in slavery in Egypt for generations, and God set them free. God set them free from bondage. God set them free from slavery. He took them out and guided and directed them. And he got them ready. He gets them to the, to the barrier, the Jordan River. On the other side is the land that he promised, the promised land. On the, just on the other side. And Joshua, who's now leading at that time, he tells them, go and take possession. Right? He was saying, if you want it, go get it. 
If you want it, the promise of the Father, if you want it, go get it. So we pick up that story in Joshua 3. They're just about to cross. In Joshua 3, verses 3 and 4, it says, And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bringing it, then you shall set out from that place, from your place, and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. He's saying follow, right? Follow. We pick up in verse 17. Then the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood for stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. Isn't it, isn't it crazy? He doesn't just do things you know, once. If he's done it once, he'll do it again. If you remember, they had a barrier in front of them, from them at one point, enemy behind them, and they crossed an entire sea on dry ground. And all Israel crossed over on dry ground until the people had crossed over completely over the Jordan. Isn't it amazing when you make a choice to follow God, when you make a choice to, to follow the, the, the creator of the universe, that even the barriers, even the hurdles, even the stuff that we think is insurmountable, is broken down. Amen? Well, let's pray. And, and as I do, right, say this prayer for yourself. I believe that, that, that God speaks to us. He still speaks. He has something for you personally today. He has something for you individually today. So as I pray, pray this for yourself. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today and this time together that we have together in freedom, in your name, knowing that you're here. So, Lord, we thank you for your presence. Lord, we pray that you would speak, speak through me, but speak to each and every one of us personally today. In Jesus' name, amen. So Joshua tells them, if you want it, go get it. But he also tells them, we're going to do this by following God. Isn't it amazing that God is so counterculture? I'm an independent guy, right? I do so many things on my own, my own power, right? And I hear something like, go take possession. If you want it, go get it. The first thing that comes to mind is that's on me, right? Success or failure is on me. Joshua tells them, we're going to do this by following. Right? It's, it's not about you. It's about you following. It's about where he takes you. It's about where he, he, he pulls you through. Amen? They had the Ark of the Covenant, the physical presence of God, to follow. Do you remember what, when they were led out of Egypt, what they followed? It was a cloud during the day, fire by night. He gave them something physical to follow. Jesus, in John, John 8, 12, he says, he spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of of life. Follow him and you have a, a light. 
You shall not walk in darkness, right? Darkness flees. You know, they stole my sermon. Darkness cannot overcome light. The fact is, is darkness is just the absence of light. Whether you're talking about physics or you're talking about the holiness of God, the darkness, the enemy, cannot overcome it. Amen? Well, the disciples had Jesus physically to follow, right? He was on earth. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came, lived on this earth, had a ministry, and his disciples physically followed him around. The Israelites had a cloud. They had a fire. They had the Ark of the Covenant. Now, I've seen cloud. I've seen fire. I've seen the Ark of the Covenant on Indiana Jones. But nothing that I could follow. So how do we as Christians follow? What do we follow? Well, Jesus spent a bit of time with the disciples. And over that whole entire time, he was pointing them to something. Right? He said, even at one point, he said, it's better that I go away. Now, how messed up do you think that was for those guys? They just gave up everything and spent three years following this guy. And he's like, I'm going. Right? And it's better that I do go. And they're, you know, imagine if it, if it was me, all the thoughts. I'm like, really, dude? All this time we've invested in you and you're, you're checking out? But he said, I'm sending another, another helper. He was pointing to the Holy Spirit. So how do we follow? Galatians 5.16, it says, I say then... Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Another version says, let the Holy Spirit lead you in each step. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Jesus spent all this time talking about the Holy Spirit. He spent a lot of time, and I won't go through all of the the verses. I'll give you a few. John 14, verses 15 through 17. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father... And he will give you another helper. And he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the, whom the world cannot receive, neither because it sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. Luke 24, verse 49. Behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power on high. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring remembrance all things I have said to you. We could spend the next few months talking about those, few, those verses. Just, there's a lot to it. But get this, the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. Go and take possession. If you want it, go get it. Get a hold of that. Get a hold of everything that he just talked about. You know, Jesus came, he ministered, but then he died for everyone in here. And God did not leave him. His father did not leave him in the grave. But by the power of the Spirit, rose from the dead. 
that same power can reside within you. The Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father, is here for you. He is with you and will abide with you forever. He comes with power, but he's also just a helper. I say just a helper, but he's a helper. He's sent to, to counsel us, right? Counsel us, comfort us, comfort us in those times that we need it. He's a teacher, right? Need to know something? Go to the teacher. He convicts us of sin, right? He's going to tell us when we're, when we're messing up. But he's also going to remind us of the things that God has said. He's going to remind us of the word of God. He's going to remind us of the things that he's done for us. He's going to remind us of the things that he's done for others. He's going to remind us of the things that we need to know, right? He's going to bring things back to our remembrance. There's times in life when we're going to need to remember some things, right? Stop focusing on what's ahead of us and stop, start seeing the God of the universe, and what he's done. And like I said before, if he's done it once, he'll do it again. He tells us the truth. And if you don't think he speaks, go read the word of God. It says he speaks and he doesn't speak on his own authority, but he speaks what he hears. So how do we know it's his voice? I've been asked that a hundred times, probably more. How do you know it's his voice? And I wish there was just this switch that you go, oh, it's right back here. I'm going to flip that on. That's his voice. But it's not. Have you ever gotten a phone call that you don't know who's on the other end of the line, right? You don't recognize him. Um, hello? Yeah, this is Bob. I got your number from Pastor Jason. That's happened a lot, by the way. Um, <laughs> I met you, you know, three months ago. Remember? <laughs> nope, I don't. <laughs> right? Those voices that, that are unfamiliar. If you want to recognize a voice, what's needed? Time, relationship, getting to know somebody. I've learned a lot about getting to know somebody. One of the keys is asking questions, right? Dennis went to dinner, with, took us to dinner last night. He knows about questions, he got asked a lot of questions, <laughs> right? You ask questions, but asking somebody a question gives them permission. It invites them to speak. How do you get to know somebody's voice? Listen. How do you get to know the voice of the Holy Spirit? Listen. Ask questions. Ask him, invite him, give him permission. You know, I was... Hasn't been too long ago, I was asked by a young man, I was, you know, working with him, and, and he asked me a question, and he asked me a few questions, and it brought me right back to where I was years ago with those same questions. I would hear things like, you need to be the spiritual leader in your home. Okay, right? You, you need to get the word of God in you. Sweet. You need to get in the word. You need to have a healthy prayer life. Okay. What does that mean? So I was taken back. You know, these questions just brought that back. And it was like, there were some fundamentals, some things, some basic things that I learned early on that, that it, just, it just brought them back. Uh, who's familiar with soap? I hope all of you are familiar with soap, right? <laughs> 
at least sometime in the last week you've taken a shower or bath or maybe washed your hands. I don't know. No, soap as a way to um, study the Bible, to, to, to get into the Word, to get the Word in you. Um, it's an acronym. Acronym means scripture. Yeah, and what do you observe? O is for observe. Uh, apply. How do you apply it in your life? And then prayer, right? S you know, say a prayer based on the scripture. So I, I remember one of the first things, one of the first scriptures that, that I read after learning this. And, and I brought my little red notebook up. There's stuff in there called paper, right? I encourage you, get you something with paper in it. She's got one, right? Get some paper, write things down. There is something about seeing the word of God in your handwriting, and not just the word out of the Bible, but what he says to you after you've read it. Write that down. You go back to that. Right? At some point, somebody in your family may pick up that notebook and see the word of God in your handwriting and be reminded of some of the things, the great things that were surrounding you. And they may get some revelation out of what you've Just, I'm just encouraging you. Do it. So I remember Ephesians 4.29 was one of those first verses. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Now you'll recognize I'm reading out of the New King James. At least I'm not reading out of the King James. But I'm just being honest. I wrote that scripture down and then I'm like, what do I observe? I observe some stuff that I'm not familiar with. Right? Necessary edification does not roll off of my tongue. Imparting grace to the hearers does not come up in my daily conversation. So I had to look some stuff up, right? What do I observe? Well, I had to go look some of those words up and figure out what in the world they were for, for one. I wrote that down and then I asked, how does this apply to me? Let, let me give you a key there. I asked a question. I asked the Holy Spirit, and I remember what he said. The first time I read that verse and I asked the question, I, he said, stop cussing. Right? We were, I, was, I was leading my family spiritually, right? I was taking them to church every Sunday, and that's good enough, right? Mm, no. Um, he wanted more. We were serving in the church. Okay, cool. My family sees me serving, and we're serving together. That's good enough, right? Mm. Um, we were giving. That was good enough, right? Mm. He wanted more. I said, how does it apply? He said, stop cussing, right? I was doing all those things, but when I got away from churchy people, right, I still had a potty mouth. I'm just being honest, right? Stuff was just coming out of my mouth that just shouldn't have. So he said, stop cussing. I said, okay, wrote it down. Then I wrote a simple little prayer, probably went about like this. Lord, I pray that when I open up my mouth, it would build others up. I believe that prayer is still coming true today that I spoke all those years ago. Let what comes out of my mouth build others up. And then I said, Holy Spirit, help me remember not to cuss. I was inviting him into a big part of my every day. I speak to a lot of people every day. 
have conversations all the time. I was inviting him into my life, into a big part of my life, allowing that voice to be heard on the inside. And he started to become familiar and distinct. And as he began to speak and I began to listen and I began to follow, things started changing. Because that apply piece, right? Applying the word of God is where the rubber meets the road. Uh, in prison ministry and men's ministry and all the things that, you know, that I've done over the years and just been around church, there's a lot of people that I've come in contact with that have memorized a lot of scripture. But if it hasn't changed your life, right, what good is it? I was riding home on my motorcycle. I'm a, I, I like motorcycles. Anybody else? There's a couple of you. I won't ask the ones that don't like it to raise their hand. Um, I, you know, I ride. So I was riding home one day, and it was in the fall. Fall had come, and it was one of those days that I had to work late. Um, and it was probably the first time of the year that I was going to ride home in the dark. And heading home, everything was fine. I get off the main streets that are lit up very well, and I go off on a, on a side street that's not lit well. Um <laughs> And as I do, I have this weird sensation that, that I'm going too fast. This, this odd sensation that I'm... But I look down at my speedometer, which I don't do often, and <laughs> that's just true. It's not. But I look down, and I'm not even going the speed limit. So as I pull into, you know, it's kind of weird, but pull into my driveway and I, it dawns on me. My headlight, I had changed it weeks before from the big, ugly, stock-looking thing. I like to modify things, and I put this cool-looking chopper, you know, this little headlight, and it wasn't pointed out in front of me far enough. Right? I couldn't go very fast before I started to outrun my light. I had begun to outrun my light. So we've been given the light, the light of life. Is it possible to outrun it? Is it possible to get out from that light? Well, the word says if we follow, the answer is no. So if we're not in the light, we must not be following. And it's pretty easy to do that, right? We're bombarded with voices, thoughts. Right? Our own, our upbringing, you know, our history, our past, everything that's led up to this point. We're also bombarded with the world around us. Right? We have music, we have friends, we have family, we have media, we have social media, we have movies, we have you name it, and it's coming. Right? Information, thoughts coming all the time, being bombarded. We also have an enemy. He's real. Satan is real. If you don't think so... Right? Look at the world around you. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's known to twist the truth. He's, he's known to take the word of God and just, just a little bit. Oh, let's just tweak it. So we can right, make a choice to follow something. I, I, I remember it's not been all that long ago. Things were getting a little rough. Seems like one thing after another in my life, one bit of news, one event, 
over and over and over. And I remember hearing, I remember hearing something. It sounded good. I remember that thought. It sounded right. I remember, I, I distinctly remember what it was. And I'm not even going to, you know, give it glory at all by saying what it was. But it sounded good. The, my boys and I, I keep calling them boys. Gee whiz, they're, you know, little giants. But we like watching gym film, you know, um, videos of people in the gym. And, you know, they're doing doing all these exercises and lifting weights and you know when it when there's always that one it seems like in every clip there's one that's you know they're doing something really hard they're lifting some heavy weight and you can see it on their face right and they're it's and then all of a sudden they just they fall right they pass out they forget to breathe. <laughs> you forget to breathe. You forget to do the basics. Right? Life is hard. There's times in life that it just, it just seems that to keep coming. Life stuff just keeps coming. And you forget to do the basics, the fundamentals. Right? In that moment, all I had to do was ask... Is that his voice? Is that right? Does the Bible really say that? It's fundamentally all I really needed to do. So yeah, we can we can pick stuff up and, and we can start following something. I believe we can also hear the voice of God, right? We can hear the voice of God and outrun that light. How many of you ever, he's asked you or told you to do something and you just, you just really didn't feel like it. There's like two of us in the whole, two come carry, you guys got it. Um, you know, he tells you, forgive that person that's wronged you. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't, I don't really want to. You know, God, go talk to that person that you don't like. Ah. You know, go do something nice for that, that person over there. Man, you don't know what she did to me. You don't know what he did to me. <laughs> yeah, he does. Or you're just busy, right? I got stuff to do. Yeah, but I really need you to go man, I got, I got stuff to do. The Bible is full of those experiences and those examples. Jonah was told, go talk to those people in Nineveh. What did Jonah do? He's like, them are bad people, right? I ain't going. Outlook was real good for him. He spent three days in the belly of a fish, right? The Israelites, the first time they came to that barrier where the promised land was right on the other side. That first time they took a look and Joshua, Moses, trying to lead them across. They said, the people over there are big, right? There's giants over there. Ain't going. 
didn't work out too good for them either. Right? So we can we can hear the voice and just choose not to follow. We can also hear the voice and still outrun our light. I remember being on a motorcycle ride. We were riding through some beautiful country and it was one of these long trips and and I was just spending time with them. It was just sweet because I'd love those times. It's quiet. I guess it's not real quiet. The wind is blowing through my blowing through my hair. But I remember hearing something, and I actually remember the picture that I saw. It was distinct. It was, it was perfect. It, man, it just lined up. And then, and then my mind goes nuts. And we get home, and, and I just, it's all I could think about. I poured my energy and my time and some money into it. And all of a sudden, you know, months have gone by and nothing. It has not gone well. And I finally asked, what's the deal? And I just felt like at that point, he was like, all of this stuff, I didn't ask you to do any of that. So we can go off on our own thinking we're doing good, thinking we're doing what's right, but there's some fundamental questions that we can ask. If it's not clear, ask the question, okay, what next? What do you want me to do with this? There's been a lot of times that I've seen and heard some things and it's like, it's not for now, but it's coming. Asking those questions, those fundamental questions, not forgetting the basics, right? Is that his voice? Is it really say that in the word of God before you run off and do anything with it, right? It messed me up for a while. Ask those questions. Is that, and if you don't know, and if you don't know how to approach that, find somebody that can help you with it. Don't do life alone. Go and ask somebody, help me walk through this. If he gives you something and you know it's him, ask what next. Ask, ask what the next step is. Proverbs 14, 12, and, and, and it even says the same thing in, in 16, 25. It says there's a way that seems right to a man, but its way is the end of death. Right? Sometimes look at Saul who turned into Paul, who became really the, the, the founder of, of the modern church, Right? I believe he thought he was doing right. He was persecuting Christians, right? The same group of people that he ends up leading. Right? He thought, I believe that he thought he was doing what was right. But he was outrunning that light. And if you know the story, the light caught up to him. Amen. But if we'll choose to follow We'll walk in that light. We'll never walk in darkness. I believe that that is something that he wants us to get a hold of, to take possession of, to, to, to walk in, fully experience, not just have experiences, but experience it for the rest of our life. I believe that he, he desires and he wants for us to live that abundant life 
every single day, not just once a year at a conference, not just once in a while when it's a good Holy Spirit service at Sunday. I believe that he wants us to truly walk and take possession and live in that light. So why don't you, why don't you just stand with me? You know, we talked about asking questions, invite somebody to speak. There's, a, there's an invitation that you can make, the best invitation that, that you do make. You risk, if you invited anybody on this world, you risk re- rejection, right? Somebody could reject you. Somebody could say no. But there's an invitation that'll never be rejected. The word says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Whoever is you, is me, it's every one of us. It applies to everyone in here and it applies to everyone, everyone that you go to, everyone that you come in contact with. That invitation is pretty simple. calling on the name of the Lord. So with every eye closed and, and head bowed, if, if you want to make an invitation for Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, for Him to be your Lord and your Savior, for the Holy Spirit to come and dwell with you and dwell in you and live in you, if that's you, just raise your hand. Thank you. He's here. So why don't all of us, we just say this simple prayer. Just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. We believe he died for us, but he raised from the dead. Jesus, be our Lord. Be our Savior. Forgive us of our sins. Holy Spirit, fill us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Life is life. Is life. And all throughout life of my experiences is that struggle comes. And, and struggle can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. You may be struggling with, with just a decision that you have to make, right? Just one that you don't want to make, one that, a conversation that you don't want to have, right? It may be a relationship that you're just, just struggling with or news that you've gotten. And you're like me and there's just questions, right? There's just questions like, Why? You may be struggling to overcome something, something that you've struggled with for a long time. Or you just may be struggling with that feeling of being alone. If any of that spoke to you, I believe that he wants to speak to you today. Just raise your hand. 
Amen. Just in the silence, I just, everybody with your eyes closed, and just as you say these, these few words, just listen for his voice. Father, I love you. experience those three small words go so long and so far in a relationship I believe that your father this morning he wants you to know that it's not just written in the Bible that it's not just something that a preacher says But he wants you to hear this morning. I love you too. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity that we have, Lord. We thank you for for just being here, Lord. Lord, we bring our struggles to you. Lord, we pray that you would speak to those struggles. We invite you. We give you permission to speak right now. And we're eager to follow. We're eager to hear your voice and to follow what you say, Lord. Holy Spirit, comfort us. Comfort us in these. Counsel us. Holy Spirit, counsel us and, 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 and give us the wisdom. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to understand what we need to know. Help us to go where we're supposed to go teach us what we need to know. Holy Spirit, guide and direct us where we should go. Lord, shine your light into the darkness. Shine your light into those dark places. Shine your light into those places that we need to see. Father, we thank you for your power. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit for we know that where his presence is there is freedom freedom to overcome freedom to make it through freedom to to just breathe and know that you're here Lord we take hold of that freedom we take possession of that freedom we get a hold of it and we walk in it and we follow Lord we thank you we thank you for right now for the victory, that victory that, that as we follow, Lord, that, that you've already provided the freedom, Lord. We, we walk in it. We walk in the victory. And, Lord, we thank you for peace. We thank you that even in the midst of our struggle, that you provide a peace and give us a peace that goes beyond anything that we can understand. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening with us today. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or join us for service Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m.